Well, God has blessed the Fuller family with three boys and three girls, and I relate differently to the guys. We get together and do things. I just recently had an opportunity to get together with one of my adult daughters, and we just strolled hand in hand through some stores, had some coffee, hmm. did a little hike. It was it was really lovely, but it's not the kind of thing I do with my guys. Um, it's a real thing that daughters especially crave connection and conversation in ways that uh, boys just don't. I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Danny Huerta. And Danny, you're a counselor, and uh, certainly um, there are differences, and there are exceptions to the stereotypes, but there are differences between how daughters and sons relate to us and to the world at large, aren't there? There are. There, there are vast differences between them, and there are specific social challenges that girls find themselves in that are more unique to them than boys. And one of them is the looks, uh, uh-huh. how they look, their, their hair, uh, the way they dress, uh, their fashion is much, much more of a pressure for girls. Social media, being on social media is, is a big pressure for girls. And then to be very high-performing academically, uh, that's interesting. Boys, there isn't as big of an expectation for boys to be as good academically. And, uh, you know, you wonder why. But the big one is uh, the looks piece. Uh, girls do compare uh, with each other, and there's a, uh, a pressure, if we look at the, just the marketing and within social media, to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure as parents to step into conversations to bring truth and to bring perspective into those social challenges. I appreciate that. And that's what this particular episode is all about as we uh, transition now to a conversation that focused on the family president Jim Daly and I had with Dana Gresh, who has some wonderful insights about how girls and women uh, long for deep connection. Dana, welcome back. Wow. It's good to see you. So good to be back. It's been a little it while, has been. but it's wonderful to have you back in Colorado Springs. Hope you enjoy the beautiful weather. <laughs> it is beautiful. Hey, let me uh, let me get right at it. Uh, you start off in the books talking about um, the insecurity that crept up on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened and how does it relate to the lies uh, girls are told about friendship? Well, th- I think every woman... I don't know if men experience this, you'll have to tell me, feels lonely at some point. We feel like we don't have enough friendship or the right kinds of friendship, or we hear about somebody else's great connection and best friend, and we're like, I don't have that. It's a a craving in our heart that really ultimately is reminding us of our need for friendship with Mm, Jesus. mm. But um, I experienced that recently, Uh, not recently, but when I was writing the book, I was just having one of those days I was like, I don't think anyone likes me. (laughs) I probably got some hate mail or something from somebody that started me on a spiral. And, you know, you play that tape in your mind of all the negative thoughts that have ever been said, all the negative things you've ever thought. Um, And that was playing in my head. And I I don't know why, but I specifically thought of my friend Laura Booz. And I thought, I bet she doesn't like me. Now, I'm dramatizing here. I'm not that childish. But who am I kidding? Yes, I am. I was that childish. (laughs) And, you know, I just finally, I said, Lord, I'm coming to you with my loneliness. I'm coming to you with this sadness. What do you want to teach me? And I had a great time with the Lord that night. The next morning, I walked into my office, and would you believe it? My friend, Laura Booz, who I hadn't heard from for months, there was a note on my desk from her that 
she had dropped off that morning that just said, I don't know why, but God just had you on my heart today. I wanted to mm. tell you how special of wow. a friend you are to me. That's amazing. But you know what that showed me is it really is, a God is driving us with our loneliness and our fear of missing out and all of those things to Him. And as moms, we have to run to Him for those things and be really careful that we don't try to give our daughters an artificial fix mm. when He is using loneliness to draw our daughters to him. Yeah, you know, I'm back at your comment there about, you know, the differences between men and women. And I think it's interesting, of course, you, all the books out there, you know, Venus and Mars and yeah. spaghetti and waffles, uh-huh. and you know, <laughs> men and women are different. But men do have an incredible capacity to compartmentalize. Yeah. And I think that that works for us. You know, they talk about men that go to war like World War II. They could have seen horrific things. They never talk about it again. They lock it away Mm -hmm. in some compartment in their head and in their emotions. Which they should not do. Correct. We should say. It's not healthy, but (laughs) it it is kind of the wiring that we have. That if we are in a bad spot, we just kind of lock that door of our heart and throw the key away. Right. And it may come up in different ways. Women are so interconnected in mm-hmm. their brains and their emotions. That spaghetti factor, you know, just wiring yeah. everywhere. Well, one of the interesting things is the part of the brain that really processes relationship and friendship and connection, um, the thalamus. It uh, male brain is two to three times larger, just because you know men have more weight, more mass, so they have more weight, more mass in their brains. But this. Their brain is not two to three times larger. Their brain is larger. But this Don't part give us of the brain. Much credit. Right, right. We had big heads <laughs> Don't already. Let that go to your head. John and I were feeling <laughs> good there for a second. This part of the brain, the thalamus, which is kind of in the center of the brain and it helps us relate and remember and have friendship, is two to three times larger in the female, even though the male brain is generally a, a bit larger. So God has even just given us more geographical space to experience friendship and relationships. And that's why it hurts more when those things aren't going quite well. It makes total sense. I mean, I see that in my, you know, conversations with Jean, and she'll tell me about her friends. And I can't remember who suggested this, but this is a great idea for the guys listening. Ask your wife how her relationships with her girlfriends is going. And it's it's a, I mean, I thought... you've done it? Yeah. Jean was like, wow. She just started... (laughs) Sharing all this stuff, and uh, you know, at some point went, wow! I didn't, I didn't know I'd get that much information. But it's a great question. Some great stuff from Dana Gresh about how a woman's brain is wired by our God, our Creator, and there are ways, Danny. I'm sure that you encourage dads to kind of dial in and to tune in with a daughter's social life. Um, how do we do that without becoming kind of controlling, invasive, fearful? I mean, mm. h- how do we best approach that as a dad? Well, that's a big one to, to notice first. Am I doing this out of fear? Mm. Recognize your own emotions as to the why you're doing it. Uh, but Dana brings some great, great truths into the mix, and I love, love her mission towards helping families raise their daughters well. And I, I really believe that it needs to become part of the rhythm of conversation between a dad and their daughter. You can't just come out of nowhere. You're not spending any time with your daughter, and then you say, hey, I need to know this about your social life. It needs to be part of the conversation that you have ongoing with your daughter. So having one-on-one time is crucial to this. Maybe you're taking a walk with her, you go out to dinner or breakfast Mm -hmm. at some point, but there needs to be a consistency of opportunity for conversation in the car. uh, You may not think that you have anything to say or add, Come up with some questions. We have conversation starters. Just go to the show notes, and you can find a way to to get those sent to your phone. Mm-hmm. So you've got it wherever you go, and they're age and stage specific, and you can 
choose between uh, boy girl in there. So uh, it, it's really important for you as a dad to not be afraid of the conversation, to enter intentionally, also get to know your daughter and her personality. Yeah. Find ways to engage with her. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, this coming weekend, I'm going to get to be with my daughter at a performance. I'll be pulling uh, her up and down as she is doing this aerial hoop. So, <laughs> and on the wow. way out, it's going to be a long drive. I'm so excited to have a great conversation with her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll just bring up a topic that can be a more difficult topic, or I'll ask her, hey, how's it going with your friends? Mm-hmm. And uh, what have been some of the things that have made you feel super insecure around other, uh, other friends that you've got? And, and I've said, when have you felt lonely lately? Because that's just part of the normal flow of being a teenager. And, and I'll say, give me some moments where uh, you have felt so, so excited and so happy or where you've experienced disappointment. And bring up through words that describe emotion some questions and some conversation because that's where they're living. If it's all logic, they won't know. Oh, They'll yeah, be like, yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, but find ways to, to have fun together and the hobbies that you could maybe do together and uh, enjoy this time of getting to know your daughter. Yeah, and as you pour into your daughter, uh, if you do it well and if God is gracious, you'll be able to have those kinds of moments that I described with my adult daughter just the other day. Those are rich. I loved the time with her, and uh, that was a real gift. Well, we have so much here at the ministry. Danny's mentioned these conversation starters. No matter how old or young your uh, child is, These are great tools for you to have in your pocket, on your phone. Um, So go ahead and find out more about uh, how you can get those conversation starters sent to you. We've got the details uh, in the show notes. And then, of course, Dana Gresh has written a number of books. Two of them stand out, Lies Girls Believe and also A Mom's Guide to Lies Girls Believe. We've got these two books bundled together and a free download of our full conversation with Dana. Uh, available to you for a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, Donate today, and we've got details in the show notes, and we'll send out that bundle to you. Next time, we'll hear from Brenda Garrison about how God helped her kind of rein her tongue in, even when her daughter was rebellious. Ah, the art of what to say or what not to say. Uh, That's next time, and for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.